different steps that I'll be talking to you about. And the first one we're going to talk about is, what are the genres that sell the best as far as books are concerned? This is important because for the first several years, I wrote history books and local history books and whatnot. And all these books that I wrote, now you can go to the internet and you listen to everybody that's so successful and they sold 100,000 books and they made $100,000. Some even show you checks made out. Well, trust me, this is what you call, you can't always believe what you hear or what you read on the internet. So today, when I'm making this podcast, I have also taken into account subgenres. So let's look at them now and see if the book that you wish to write falls into one of these categories. Number one, best-selling book, even my books right now, sells better than any other ones, is romance books, contemporary and historical Romance is always one of the top-selling book genres and has been that way for many years. In fact, it has never tumbled out of the top five of the best-selling book genres for many years. Romance books can be categorized by having emotionally pleasing and often cheerful endings. These books take the book lover on a journey where they become empowered in the characters themselves, in the love stories. Have you ever watched a, a Hallmark movie and get wrapped up in the character, such as one called Signed, Sealed, and Delivered? Excellent acting, but when I'm watching those shows, almost every single one will bring a tear to your eye. And they're happy tears. But this is what I call getting wrapped up and empowered in the emotions. Many subgenres in romance are constantly challenging in the top spot. At this time, the most popular genres are either contemporary romance or historical romance. Now, contemporary romance are those set in the present time. Other novels set any time after World War II would qualify because it is more current and you are free to explore the themes and the ideas of current events even. Now, some of these examples are, for instance, The Winds of Destiny. This happens to be one of my books. It's a romance novel taking place in the 1960s and it takes place just outside Port Aransas here in Texas. And it's about 12 miles offshore. There's an island. Well, there's this fellow in Austin that thought he did something bad, right? Well, he didn't know that he really didn't, but he couldn't stand to be caught and tried for it. So he decided he would go down to Port Aransas, rent a boat, and go out into the sea and let the ocean just simply swallow him. So he did just that. And he got about 11 miles offshore and a terrible storm washed him up on an island and the sea was about to swallow him. 
The wind is blowing. The rain is coming down. The lightning is striking everywhere. It's dark as could be. Yet somewhere, a woman was there waiting at that exact moment and saved his life. This is where our love story begins. And it's in current time. Another one is called Nevaeh, the lost city of Altanova. Nevaeh is one where a woman is immortal and she lives in South America. And this guy here in Austin, and I keep going back to Austin, but not all my settings are in Austin, but he is known as the most handsome man on the campus. And when he turned 21, his adventure was laid out for him. Now, he didn't know, because he was only 21 years old, that he needed to go to South America and follow this adventure that a stranger left the notes of at his apartment. And the story grows and grows. An immortal woman has waited 2,000 years for his arrival. Whether or not he gets there, you'll have to read the book. But this is a story that's taken place way back when. Now, the, on the other hand, the historical romance is set in any time, as I was telling you, before 1945. Therefore, the plot of these books relies on a portrayal of the era it is set in. In my portfolio, such novels are, as you can see on the screen, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar, and the other one is called I Am Woman, I Am Invincible. Now, let's move on to crime and thriller and suspense romance. In these books, and it runs a close second to the romance books, because in my crime and, and suspense books, I have an, uh, a detective that I came up with about seven years ago. I've written probably a dozen, if not more, novels with that detective in there in different type of cases, but in every one of them. There's romance. And in these books, in these fiction books, romance, these crime books and so forth are running a close second to romance for the top spot. It is all to do with the emotions they induce. While romance tries to give readers a warm, fuzzy feeling inside, thrillers engulf the reader into the darker side of life. This is precisely what readers want when they pick up one of my novels. And if you were to start writing your first novel, they'll pick up your novel too. In this picture here, this is my very first mystery detective novel, Rosenthal. I came up with a Nobel Prize winner and his daughter moved into a home. I also invented the town on the West Coast. This is where Black Rock Cove came from. And it came out of the Storm Lord's trilogy, but now Rosenthal, a world famous detective, is on the scene. And he's on the scene with his girlfriend, Bridget Flynn, who you'll also find in another novel that I've written. 
But Rosenthal is one such novel, and it's a story about a murder that takes place behind a locked door. And there are no windows, no vents, there's no way for the murderer to escape. Yet it happened. Well, got to read the book, figure out how it happened, but it happened. It really did. Then another one, after I've written about four or five, uh, I went in and wanted to go back to this world-famous detective and write a novel about how he got his start, where his roots were in his first case. And this, true enough, was written, and it was called Vincent James Gideon. And then a third one that has lots of mystery and suspense in it is Bellum Towers. And Bellum Towers, only two people know the secret. One passes away on her deathbed, and the other, well, you have to follow her through the story. But mysteries with romance are a close second with romance. Now, right here, I'd like to say that these genres that I'm talking about is in case you want to be a writer, in case you've been wanting to write your book and another book and another book, but if you only have one book and you just want to get it published and it's how you knit a sweater or how you crochet a big bedspread and that's what book that you want to write and that's it, that's fine because everything that I'm talking about in these next 10 steps will help you get that book published. But if you want to be a successful author, don't wait 12 or 14 books in that you've written before you realize that nobody was buying that genre that you were writing in. So, uh, matter of fact, I got the idea from my wife. She loves to read. So I went to her and I said, when you're out there on Nook or Kindle or you're out there at Apple, wherever you're at, and you're reading your books, what books do you look for? Oh, I guess detective books, uh, romance mixed in with it. Really? Oh, you'll find more women, she said, reading these kind of books than men. So if you want to pick up your book sales, give it a try. Well, I won't go into the story now, but I did. And she was helping me edit one and got to the love scene. And she closed the book and says, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you better go back to the writing board. Go back to school on this one. This is, this is, well, she didn't use the word, but I forget exactly what she said. But she said, this is trash. This is nonsense. If you're going to write a sex scene, at least make it classy, okay? Well, I took her, I took her word for what she was saying, and I backed, halted, backed up, reset, and wrote a very classic parts to my romance. That is, how do you say, other than they were really classy. So when people speak of a page turner, it is usually a book falling in this categories. Readers can go through these books faster than most others who are, have written a book well. I mean, who isn't downright curious to find out who did it? And it happened to be one of my series that I wrote of about 10 books, just called the Who Done It series. Anyhow, mystery, suspense, and romance, 
they all fall in to uh, the second category of the most read books. Now, in my second book, second, um, third step here, as far as genres are concerned, oh, by the way, this right here is um, another book that I wrote. I forgot to put it up there for you. Ace of Spades. This is, happened to be one of the last books, but it took two books to write this one. And this is a mystery, suspense, whodunit, and you won't figure it out to the last chapter of the book. Now this, we're coming now into third. Third are religious and Christian books. These books have a large following, both as the e-book and printed books. People are definitely more interested than ever before in improving themselves, finding their faith, or asking for forgiveness. Religious books are self-help books too, but they're founded on religious principles. Of course your loyal readers will be those who are following the religion that you're writing about. If you plan on writing a book in this genre, Think about the information that would be the most helpful to your readers. There are so many options here that, that you've only restricted by yourself and your own ideas and your own experiences. Faith. Faith can fall into two categories here. Faith is a book written, and actually it's written about my grandmother. And I found all these Red Chief notebooks stacked up. And I took them down one by one, read through them and put them all together. And I came up with a true story because it was the Reverend Ada Slayton Bonds. In 1900, it begins with her playing church at eight years old down by the Red River in North Louisiana. And later on, the book will take you to the memoirs of the first ordained woman minister in the state of Louisiana. The first ordained woman minister in the Presbytery. And even to this very day, she is still a mentor to so many women who are looking to faith in God and they get a calling to preach the word of God. But... It's also a book about forgiveness because she lived with an alcoholic, abusive husband for 20 years and she continually found forgiveness. So there are some really lightning parts of the story, some humorous parts of the story, and of course, some sad parts. But it's all written in a creative nonfiction sort of way. It's one of my best and highest selling books that I have. And the other one, well, the other one I wrote between that one and some others, I wrote two books. One was called Genesis and the other was called Hallelujah. I wrote those books because I was trying to find out about forgiveness. I was having the most difficult time writing about how the Reverend Ada Slayton Bonds found forgiveness for so many years. And I think I found the answer. But when I did it, I had to go look for the answer, and I did that by writing two books, The Genesis 
and hallelujah. And in those two books, Genesis, I tell many stories from the Old Testament. Hallelujah, I tell stories and write about stories with a creative uh, non-fiction type of flair, meaning if they went across the water, then I, the water, I'll describe the water, I'll describe the splashing, I'll describe everything associated with that creek bed. But it adds a little more entertainment to the reading. But, now, I needed to bring a conclusion to the Faith Chronicles. I needed a book, kind of like the third book in the Storm Lord trilogy. I wanted a book that would tie all of my faith books together in one final book. Now, when I was writing these books, I kept asking myself, what about forgiveness? How can she find forgiveness? In adversity, how in the world could a woman keep her faith with so many things going wrong as she immigrated from Germany to Texas? In Hallelujah, in Genesis, the same thing. So I put together, now this is a totally off-the-cuff type of fiction novel. I wanted to answer the question, do you have to be a Christian, or rather, do you have to believe in the Bible to be a Christian? Now, I'm not saying you do or you don't. I'm, I'm not an ordained minister. But in this book, Seeing the Power of God, if you were to read this book, you'll see all the questions that I ask. Now, these questions that I ask are asked by a young man who you'll have to read the book again to find out how, but was born at 18 years of age and kept secluded from all the public out in Spicewood, Texas, just outside of Austin on a big ranch. And there, the father went out to California, found someone that would be a teacher or coach him on how and how to believe in the Bible, how to believe in Jesus Christ, how to believe right from wrong. So he hired him. So Billy Bob kept asking questions. That's the main character in the book. And one of the questions he asked is, why did God kill so many people? Innocent children and women and men, animals, dogs, all of his creation. Why did he kill them? Well, his coach or mentor would come to him and try to answer those questions, but he couldn't. He could not answer those questions. And the whole book is like this, but what I'd like to know from you, the listener today, is if you do read this book, to come back to this podcast and write down in the comments section what you feel like the answer is, do you have to believe in the Bible to be a Christian? Now that story, I feel like I answered the answer to it, but it doesn't come until about the last 10 or 15 pages. So be sure not to read the end of the book first, but I think I'll give you an answer to the one that you'll probably even answer to. Anyhow, that comes from seeing the power of God. Now, the other two books I wrote, Genesis and Hallelujah, that led to that 
I also have this one here, which are those two books, Genesis and Hallelujah, put together into one book. Now, this is a religious or a Christian book, and it's called Living in God's Word. That's taking Genesis and putting them together into one book in case someone wants to read both of the books. So those are faith. can You can find forgiveness. You can find it by reading The Power of God Finds Christianity. Well, duh. Genesis is the story of the Old Testament. And hallelujah, of course, is the story of the New Testament. Now, let's get into my fourth book. My fourth book is interesting because we sit here and we don't think of this that often, but children's books. Children's books are very, very popular in both print and ebook versions. And even now today, they're starting to get even bigger in the audiobooks. Children on the most part read more books than even adults do. This is because it's fun for them to get lost in an imaginary world. Anything that gives a spark to a child's sense of adventure and creativity is something they'll enjoy reading. In terms of age, the sweet spot is children between the ages of eight and 12. Even books for younger kids are still top rated. Knowing the trends and the characters children love will help you write a children's book that captivates young readers. Also, adding a funny side to kids' books it's also a rising trend. Kids love to laugh, and so do their parents, who, well, they'll be reading the book too, of course. Having a funny component really captures the child's attention. Now, and two of these children's books are Hidden Waterfalls, and the other is Sissies in Trouble by Vanessa Jean Shockley. She'll have the kiddos laughing and clapping all at the same time. Honestly, who doesn't love a good laugh, right? And my last one I want to talk about, or last genre, is fantasy and science fiction. I've always wanted to write a science fiction novel. I've written short stories, and when I guess I was in the seventh and eighth grade, wrote more short stories, and anyhow, I finally decided I was going to do it. And book lovers of this particular genre are incredibly loyal to it. There are many subgenres here too as well, but books geared toward young adults have become very popular. Most of the stories in these type of books take place in other worlds or right here in our own while twisting the action around just a little bit. About half the books on the 20 best-selling books are from this genre. Think about it. The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, even The Lion Witch and The Wardrobe. Now, if you're worried that you will have to compete with these large titles, well, keep this in mind. The book sales. One half of book sales now are in the field of self-published books. 
in my portfolio, when I got time to write in my science fiction books, well, one of the first ones that I wrote was a book by the name of Omega, The Lost City of Altanova. And this book, two graduate students from Texas A&M University go with their professor, and they take off off of Florida in a hot air balloon headed eastward across the pond. And all of a sudden, the storm hit them, the balloon collapsed, everybody came down, landed in the ocean, and, well, the West is told in Omega. It's an exciting science fiction story. Then there's another one. This one here, I maybe talked about it earlier, I think in the first of the broadcast. I have a book where it's called Nevaeh. That's actually heaven spelled backwards. About a woman who is 2,000 years immortal waiting on the man she loved to return. Well, I didn't finish that book off in book one. And there's a sequel to it. And it's this book here, Crux Ankara. Crux Ankara will find you on the opposite side of the world, finding this woman, Nevea, of the immortal. And I guess you could say my last one is one called the Storm Lord's Trilogy. And I've talked about this before. This is my favorite. You might say, out of all the books, you can tell it's my favorite because it's probably so more books than all the rest. But this was my first attempt at romance. That romance had a, a passionate sexual twist to it, you might say. I don't know how any other way to say it. But I wanted to write a book that was really exciting, passionate, just, well, anyhow, my wife says, don't talk about that. Well, anyhow, she doesn't read my books <laughs> that deal with this. But in either case, this was exciting. It starts with the first book, which is The, uh, the Flaming Blue Sword. In this book, a woman, a writer, goes out to Black Rock Cove. She's writing her book, but something strange happens. Then later in the series, she gets pregnant. And again, something strange happens. And then I had to bring this whole book, all three books together, with a dramatic conclusion. And I got the idea. People always ask me where you get your ideas. I watched Twilight, the final season episode of Twilight, of all the books. And I sat there. And I'm not going to give you a spoiler alert unless you've read the books or seen the movie, but it was so unbelievable, the ending that was in that final chapter of Twilight. And I wanted my final book of this Storm Lords trilogy to have that kind of impact on the reader. And I think I've done it. I really do. Um, I'll give you this much a hint. Lucifer is involved. Archangel Michael's involved. And Gabriel, doo -doo -doo -doo, go blow your horn. He's involved. But this was an exciting conclusion in my science fiction series. Now, as I wrap up today, let me give you some bonus tips. As you're writing your story, whatever story it might be, especially if it happens to deal with romance or 
or murder mysteries or suspense, choose the female as your heroine. Everybody likes a woman winning. And when I went to my wife, and I happened to have to do it in the Storm Lords trilogy, I said, "Who? somebody has to die. It's this dude over here, or it's this woman over here. And they're both my favorite characters in the book. What do I do? And she goes, duh. I said, what do you mean, duh? She says, the woman. The woman should be the hero. You have everybody clapping if she survives the final battle. So I thought about it, and sure enough, <laughs> that's one of the big tips I could give you is make the, make the woman the heroine. Now, there's definitely been a rise in requests for novels with this strong female lead. In addition, books that have empowered women heroes in them are gathering attention. This is across all the genres, all the niches, and we are here for it. Angelica Thompson, in these three books that I just talked about right here, saves the world in the Storm Lords trilogy. And Bridget Flynn is an overachieving detective in a novel by her name. She also supports Vincent James Gideon in the Rosenthal novel. She is the first introduction to the female detective series. Then we have Nevaeh, an immortal woman who finds her lost love after 2,000 years. And kids, they're always looking for female role models to look up to. And adults, many times looking for someone to inspire them. Because of the absence of strong female leads in past years, it is understandable now why representation is commonly asked for. Now, with my episode two almost at a close, let me give you some final thoughts. And let me tell you this too. When we come back for three to 10, we're gonna get to work. That's when we're gonna find out how to use each one of the programs to write your book, to make these attractive book covers, to make attractive marketing brochures and literature, and how to make a paperback and an audio book. We're gonna do all of these things and teach you how to do it and you won't have to spend a penny unless you want to. <laughs> now, choosing the right genre can definitely help improve your book sales, but there's definitely more to it than just selecting the top trending literary genre. It is important very important as a matter of fact, to be sure that whatever you happen to decide to write will capture your audience and give them what they're looking for. Choose a genre that you know you'll be able to write well, whatever it is, because really the main priority is to have fun, right? Now this way you can assemble a following of loyal readers who always enjoy reading your novel. 
and they fall into all of these different categories, well, that's also a huge bonus when they do. And even if it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should scrap your book and start all over. The best advice is to write something that you'll be proud of, anything. And while you're doing it, enjoy reading. And most of all, have fun writing your book. So everyone, I'll see you next week. We have episode three. And before you leave, be sure to click the like button down there below me. Also, hit the subscribe. And it'll always tell you when my next podcast comes out. And if you want to read the description below, everything that I talk about, how to get there, how to buy a book, how to do this, how to make a book cover, I will always give you links at the very end. So anything that you're interested in, click on the link and you'll be immediately taken to it and no having to look for it. So until later, my good friends and listeners, see you later. Alligator. <laughs>